she may be weary. Welcome, welcome, welcome. They do be weary. Another episode of Other People's Problems. The ironic podcast where we talk about other people's problems. Yeah, we do. That also happen to be they happen to be our our own. own. Um, today is a mellow one. Mm. We're mellowing out, mm-hmm. just chilling. Um, I'm sitting on my floor. Yeah, we're actually we're recording an episode, uh, another music episode, but this time we're listening to Frank's records. Yeah. Yep. So he's literally. We're literally in his room, and the the record player is hooked up to the recorder. Like, we're doing it off of the the records, and he's going to show us something. You are listening to uh, currently a. Shoot, what pressing is this? This is an original pressing, the best of Otis Redding. Um, it's an old record, probably 60s, 60s, 70s. Um, but yeah, you listen to Try a Little Tenderness by Otis Redding. Um, also sampled by Kanye West and Jay-Z. Really? What yeah. song? Um, it's off Watch the Throne. Why am I oh. drawing a blank? Wait. It's wait. Otis. It's Otis. Oh. The song's name is Otis. Oh. After Otis Redding. Oh. Well, before that, ads. Yeah. So I want to start old. Yeah. Yeah, I want to start old. This, this kind of gives me, too. this is like other people's problems, radio. Yeah. Isn't this the kind of vibe you know that you're you, getting? You know you can have guests on your radio show? Yeah, that's cool. That'd be have, cool. Have me as a guest one time. Fuck no. I hate you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, you, how how old are you looking? You know, I know. I already know what I'm doing. What are you, you going to do? I'm going to pull out the man that never fails to set the tone of the night. And wow. That is Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke. That's a good one. So first up, uh, I'd like to take you back in time a little bit. Um, the first time I heard this song, um, I was about 11 years old. I was watching Animal House for the first time. Have you ever seen Animal House? Nope. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Um, John Belushi. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, just about a ton of guys in college at a fraternity. Wow. Um, older movie. I want to say 60s. No, 70s. 70s maybe. Anyways... Um, there's this scene in the cafeteria and this song comes on and it's called Wonder, What a Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. Yeah, that's a great one. That's Sam a great Cooke, one. another absolute legend, very posthumously famous. Um, life was cut way too short. Um, but yeah. Here's, what happened? Do you know how he died? He got shot. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah there was some sort of argument. Uh, it was terrible. Whack. It was terrible. But yeah, Sam Cooke. This is another original pressing. This is 1962 Radio Corporation of America. And this is What a Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. It's so nice to hear the crispy. You can hear it's crispy. Yeah. That's a great song. Right? Are you going to sing a lot in this episode? Maybe. 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 Who knows? Who knows? Let's, just let the, let's let the people hear Do you remember finding Sam Cooke? What do you mean? Like, was it your dad that introduced you to Sam Cooke? Oh, uh, well, the movie. What movie? <laughs> Animal House. Oh. All I just talked about. Yeah. No, no, I heard that, but that's the first time you heard about Sam Cooke? Yep. Yep. Oh. That was the first time I ever heard him. Yeah. I don't remember the first time, but I remember immediately listening to like six or seven of his songs and like this thing over and over. Yeah. But it was like, it was middle school. Really? Yeah. Middle school? Yeah, I was young. You're in Brazil? No. Oh. Sixth grade, I was here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It was like seventh, eighth grade. Eighth grade, most likely. Yeah, so you can really hear. This record is exactly 60 years old this year. Oh. Orig- re- this is original pressing? This is an original pressing. Yep. You can tell it's old and worn. A lot of these pressings are, I'm lucky enough to have original ones just because my dad collected them from other old people who collected them from other old people who collected uh-huh. them from other uh-huh. old people so it's just uh yeah a few years ago a new talent burst on the american musical scene his name sam cook his talent to take a song and so interpret it as to make it as peculiarly his own you know what we gotta do frank because I, I think this one of my favorite things about records mm-hmm. not just because they're physical and all that 
but you get the art. Yeah. It's a physical version of the art, you know? And um, I think we should put the ones we play aside. We're going to take a picture and then we're going to post it on our Instagram. We could do in that. In order. We could do that. So that as you're listening to this, just go to the, our Instagram and you can see the covers to every single record. We're going to we're going to play. We could do that. Good idea, right? Say it. Say it. Good idea. I've got another one for you. This one is, uh, you know, I'm going to play it while I talk about it. No? Go, go for it. Yeah, yeah go for it. It's a okay. great idea. So first I'm going to play one of her lesser known songs and then we'll go to her most famous song. All right. Already like it. Dude, this one doesn't have the crispiness. This one sounds great. This is a good one. This, uh, so this song came out in the, oh, early 60s. Uh, but this album was printed in the 88. So this uh-huh. is only a 40-year-old album. Only 40? 40. Almost 40. Damn, time fucking flies. Yeah. Um, so this is by uh, a wonderful woman named Little Eva. Um, a really interesting story about Little Eva. I don't know if anyone out there in the audience or you, Gus, has heard about Carol King before. She's a little bit more popular. You've, if I played a song, you'd you'd know who she was. Um, and Carol King's father was a very very famous. Um, he was a, a a famous songwriter. A, lo- a lot of times back in the days, there's these songwriters and they'd write songs for everyone. And then you know, one song would be written, especially in Motown. And then like, and then like 15, 15 different bands would cover it. And so that was. Uh, one of the interesting things and and what happened was carol king was a baby and her father was a songwriter and carol king went on to uh write some amazing songs and sing them herself but uh, little eva was actually carol king's babysitter and so one day she was singing in the hall wait 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 wait. so the person listening right now was the babysitter and the little girl was singing a song nope so the babysitter is little eva who we're listening to right now right now yep. she was singing one of her own original songs and uh the father heard it and uh-huh. the father goes we need to like get you recording oh and so she was just like like hollywood movie style she was just singing one of her songs she was just singing a song so he started writing songs with her she started recording she only had one album i i, I believe i read somewhere that she never profited a single cent off of her songs which is a little unfortunate uh very unfortunate I, I i feel i think her life was cut short as well unfortunately but um, she's very, very famous for one song in particular, Little Eva's most famous song, which a lot of people will recognize, uh, not only because, uh, she wrote it first of all, but because a lot of other famous people covered it is called the locomotion. Makes you want to get up and dance. That's a fun, fun song. Just a really cool story. A really great artist that uh, definitely deserves a lot more attention. So check out Little Eva, everybody. All right, so with this next one, uh, as we're moving forward in time generally, uh, I wanted to go with the queen of Motown herself. Growing up in Detroit, uh, Motown's always meant a lot to to us. Um, it's just been kind of the centerpiece of myself and my dad's collections because he goes to you know different estate sales, record stores, garage sales, and everyone's got Motown stuff because we're getting the records you know of people that were alive during that time. Uh, so I'm bringing it back with uh, Aretha Franklin's Aretha Now breakout album. Uh, one of my favorite songs by her uh, is called I Say a Little Prayer. And uh, here it is.
So this is really cool. You know, you get so many things. This was written by uh, Jack Springer. It's on the back of this album, uh, published in 68, and it's from Detroit, Michigan, The Swinger, WCHD-FM. Jack says, Detroiters and swingers everywhere will never forget one Friday in February of 1968. That was the day Aretha Franklin received a proclamation issued by Mayor Kavanaugh declaring that Friday would be Aretha Franklin Day. She got her own day in 1968. That's incredible. He says, Just like so many of you, I've been listening to Aretha Franklin since her recording career began. And haven't we noticed how her style has undergone continuous development? We can also testify to the fact that Aretha is soulfully, dramatically, flexible, and no matter what the content she context she is delivering, her characteristic directness and passion can easily be felt as well as heard. Can you dig it? Can you dig it, Gus? Hell yeah. Dude, she's great. I've always liked her. Yeah, she is. I got to know her at the same time I got to know um, Otis. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was around the same time. It's a good combo. And that was that was probably like eighth grade as well. You know, it's it's crazy how all these are so interconnected. I love, you know, anyone out there, albums are great to get. And I, and I say, go get as many records as you can. But if you can get your hands on some real old vinyl, some of the good stuff, go go for it. Go to a garage sale. Go to go to an estate sale. Go to those antique old stores. Store. Antique to, stores. Yep. Don't no, no no Don't overpay. Go go to record stores. If you if you have a record store, go to a record store. You can go, you can go to a record store, but make sure don't go to you know I love Reckless. We love all those nice ones, but don't go like Barnes and Noble. Go go to a go to a place that's just a hole in the gr- in the wall in the yeah, back yeah. somewhere. So, some old guy that's selling off his old collection. A place that really needs your service. Yeah yeah. You, you know? know go to those twenty five centers in the back. Pick up something that looks beat up and chewed up. And, yeah, and uh, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And put it on, and it's gonna have some scratches on it, but read the back of it because there are some stories. Yeah, on the back yeah, of these exactly. It's absolutely incredible. So I have, I have myself a little record collection. Have I told you? And I think I told you this. My the best one I have was one I found in 2019. Yeah. And I remember, I don't know why, but I was like really interested in space stuff. Okay. Like rockets and how that worked and like um, looking up a bunch of stuff from 1969, all that stuff, right? And at the same time, I had my money, I had my car, I was my cousin. So we were like just going around. It was summer. And we went to an antique store and I found a bunch of records and we bought a bunch of them. And then we went to a record store. It's so like that summer we went and we got a bunch of records. And that's that's basically all of the collection. But um, we went to this record store, really tiny um, record store. And they had like a, a box set kind of thing. And it was, it was, it was, it was a box set from 1969. And it had six records on them. And you could play them. And... They were going to tell you the story of how man got to the moon in 1969. That's and at the cool. same time, it comes with a book. And the book has is going at the same pace. So you sit there, you let the record go, and it's telling you the story. And it's like very like 1960s, like the way the guy talks, the music. Um, and at the same time, you're, you're sitting down, you have this book, and you're going through the images that the guys are talking about. Okay. So it's basically like it's an afternoon thing. I did it like once or twice because six records is a lot. Yeah, that's you know? uh, that's a lot. Even for people that are listening on Spotify, and they know how long that is. That's six six albums is a it's a long amount of time. Yeah. So like I, sometimes I go and I just I'd sit down, I'd grab the book, let it play, and like there I, some really cool things I learned from that from that collection that I use to this day. Like all the stuff about how America employed Nazis. Really. Yeah, that's they talk about it. Wow. Talk about how they hire this guy who used to be an adventurer to help them come up with a way to get there. Like get to where these guys were hiding. That's crazy shit. Crazy shit. That is crazy. We got we got again, we got to do a space episode. Yeah, yeah, agreed. You know, uh looking through all of this, uh, I just want to say a little bit. Oh, I love that album. Yeah, we're going to play that one next. Uh so I I'm I'm brushing past a lot of greats. You know, you got 
You got uh, Etta James, you got Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong, you got the duo, B.B. Uh, King, Ray Charles. You know, I'm not going to play them all today, um, but uh, let's note that they are exceptional. I you wanted know, to play some some artists that some people might have heard before, but just don't remember the name or maybe have never heard of before that just deserve a little bit more recognition. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But nevertheless, some absolute greats out there. You know what would be interesting to do? Mm-hmm. Create a playlist with every single song you have here. Every single song or every single... Like, you put the album, you're going to have to put the songs in there. Create like, a playlist. Like, maybe, like, a favorite song from each album type of thing? If I... Maybe. Gus, I got, I got like, maybe 300 albums here. That's yeah. a lot of songs. Yeah. That's a lot of songs. Yeah. But it'd be cool because you just have all this just, like, online. Cataloged? That would be cool. That'd be cool, right? You know what? I agree with you. That is a, that is a really cool idea. Yeah. It's just something you do, like, 20 minutes, once a month, mm-hmm. and then... Five years from now, you're done. Something like that. So, I know this album, but I don't... Who is this? Who is this? Okay, so, I'm glad you recognized it right off the bat. Yeah, this I, remember, is, I remember this cover. They call him the Reverend Al Green. Is yeah, Al Green. Al Green. Al Green's great. I got uh, just oh, about put, all of his albums. Put that aside so that they can see for later. No, I, I, I do that. Oh. I got my system. So, uh... Yeah, Al Green, uh, an absolute great, great, great artist. Um, this is going to be a scratchy record, ladies and gentlemen, but that's okay. I'm going to clean it up a little bit. Uh, so Al Green, I'd love to know when this came out. This is an original as well. Um, see if we can get some notes on it. Recorded in Memphis, Tennessee, printed in USA. I don't have, uh, can you look this up for me? Look up when uh, this came out. Al Green's album, Let's Stay Together. I want to say sometime in the 60s. That's kind of a recurring theme here. But right now we're in my oldies section. So we're not going to have anything above early 70s. 72. 72, really? Okay. Um, And we're going to play my favorite song by him, How to Mend a Broken Heart. Yes, that's the one I like. Yes, yes, yes. Good job, good job. So one really cool thing about Al Green, uh, my dad actually got to see Al Green live in concert sometime in the 70s. Wow. Uh, which is so cool. When, was your, when was your dad born? 60, 1960. Yeah. Oh, it's skipped. Oh, it's skipped. So I can tell you why it's skipping right now. One really cool thing that you guys can note. I'm going to stop this for a second. Gus, check this out. I'm going to put a penny on my needle head and it won't skip now so the reason it was skipping it's because it was bumping up it's because it was bumping so this record a lot like a lot of older Dude, ones that was so smart if you if you get a new record uh my dad actually told me about that just macgyvered it for me that's how i see it i was like wow this guy's a genius <laughs> well if you get a new record and it's and it's curved return it immediately but old records tend to curve especially if you store them poorly but this one's just an old record it's curved and um usually you can make the needles heavier on the back of the needle you can adjust the weight but what you really don't want to do is adjust it too heavy because you because think then you damage the needle exactly. and the record you damage the record is the big thing yeah. needles are expensive you're right yeah. um but the record is irreversible yeah so yeah, I, I keep a penny to the side, and uh, anytime you need it, you throw it on, and then you take it right off for the next album. But, yeah. No, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. I love this song, too. Yeah, such such a great song. Al Green's got some amazing ones. Living For You. Oh, dude, he's got a, he's got a great voice. How Can You Mend a Broken Heart, Let's Stay Together, So You're Leaving, Old Time Lovin'. Uh, tired of being alone's a good one too. Uh-huh. For anyone out there, that's uh, sad. Yeah, but that's a, that's a pick me up. It, oh, it, okay. so, it sounds like a it could be a sad song, but he's okay. like he's like it's a pick me up. Well, okay. What do you got? What do you, do you have? Some lively music? What do you got? What yeah, do you got I, next? I got some lively music. We'll you got some, some eagles? I do have some eagles actually. Play some eagles, bro. You got Hotel California? Do I? Of course. I have oh fuck, California. Come on. 
I'm so excited for that. Dude, you know, that's something that gets forgotten about. The backs. Like, Spotify. That's, that's what I've been talking about. This whole Every time I'm reading something to you guys on yeah. this podcast, I'm looking on the back of the album. Yeah. And what's so cool is when you get an album from 1962, they're still alive on the back of it, you know? Yeah. You know, the war just happened on the back of it. Yeah. And everything is crazy. Come on. And uh, that's one of the really, really cool things about having old albums. But yeah. continue on. Yeah. Well, the having the credits, some of them have the lyrics. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? They do. And and it's kind of annoying because a lot of new albums will take that for granted. They won't put anything on the back of it. I hate that. They'll just put they'll put they even on the album, some of them they're so pretentious, they don't even put the songs in the album. It's yeah. like what what are you doing? What are you Dude, doing fucking Donda. What the fuck was that shit? Yeah, I guarantee you he's gonna Dude yeah. fuck that guy. He'd put it in a cardboard box. Love Kanye, yeah. but yeah, he'd uh Kanye would do something like that. Anyways, this is uh, the one and only Hotel California. Hotel California. Go for it. Go for it. Dude, the the lyrics of the song are crazy. They are. They are. So I used to think I don't I don't know what they what they mean, you know. But I feel like there's spooky. definitely some long YouTube videos the, no, on what they they're mean. They're very spooky. Yeah. Well, it it isn't it, it a temptation from the devil? Is that the whole purgatory? Purgatory, right? You told so, me about that. Yeah. So he's on his bike, just chilling. Where do you think he is? He's in a desert. He's in a somewhere. desert. He's in a desert. Yeah. yeah. Okay. His sight grew dim, right? Mm-hmm. Remember this part. There's someone there in the doorway. So that that's a key right there. Heaven or hell. Right? Isn't it, look, this is so spooky. You see that? The voices. Yeah. Isn't that spooky? See, you don't, you don't, you just think, oh, that's a good chorus, but you listen to the lyrics yeah. and you're like, oh. Such a lovely place. Ooh, uh-huh. that's yeah. scary. Ready a room. always there well there's there's also natalie just showed it to me like there's also like the whole thing about like hedo, hedonism how do you say it ah how do you say it hedonism what's that about it's that you live life either by pleasure or pain that's it Ooh. so if something's like right that like pain you just go away from that pleasure you go towards that interesting and it's it's mostly focused on the 70s 70s hollywood and the music industry wait no no you gotta come here you gotta i don't gotta know if i don't know if picked up what do you say so hedonism is like the pursuit of pleasure um or like self-indulgence and it's like the theory that pleasure is the highest good and proper aim of human life. Yep, yep. So in the 70s is doing drugs, spend all this money, just right. pleasure now, 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 yeah. away from pain. That's like, their justification. And that's what they were saying that this was the, the songs about. Yeah. Definitely makes sense that it came out in the 70s. Yeah. So, but do you hear how it's scary? It's a scary sounding song. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. He's a singer, isn't he? No. 
Gather for a feast. That's so scary. Okay. As much as I love this song, it's the long one. <laughs> it is. So. Oh, that part's nice. It is that, that was crispy. Got the steel drum. Uh, no, that's not a steel drum. So one thing I'd like to talk about, because I think we're segueing into this, is uh, especially in the 60s, uh, as well as 70s, you have this like resurgence of like a bad boy pop group and the bad boy dynamic. Because you have the biggest, arguably the You're biggest... You're saying 70s or 80s? 60s, 70s. Okay. Arguably the biggest argument of all time is Stones or Beatles. And that's that was big, you know. You got the Beatles as these good little boys that came from a nice air, nicer area in Britain, and then you have the Rolling Liverpool. Stones that are these bad boys, and they don't talk about getting girls. They talk about you know like getting with girls, and they talk Ooh. about like the devil, and like their songs are you know sympathy for the devil. It's like uh-huh. riding through, riding on a chopper through Vietnam. You're listening to the Stones. You're not listening to the Beatles. You know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so. It's this really interesting dynamic, and you see this like split in the music industry um, between like the girls that were screaming their heads off for the Beatles and like I don't know who who, was, who was the crowd for the Stones guys like know. like guys, but like like anyone that was just like a little edgy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there, you you had a bunch of stuff. What was Elvis doing? Elvis wasn't doing shit. Oh, well, that's yeah. That's was, I don't earlier. think he was doing anything good at that time. But uh, something really cool, and I want to show you this. This is probably, this might be my most prized possession in this whole entire collection right here. So, uh, you familiar with Andy Warhol? Yes. So, uh, if anyone who's not familiar with Andy Warhol, you should look him up right now. Uh, He was an amazing artist. Um, The Ramones. I want to say the Ramones. The Ramones are great. Yeah. The Ramones are good. They're they're a whole bad boy vibe. That's along the same way. And we're going to get to The Clash. I want to talk about them next as well. Well, in the 70s, you also have these hippie bands. Mm -hmm. Like the Eagles are a little bit of like a hippie hippie band. The Beatles were a little bit of a hippie band at the beginning of the 70s, you know? Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And I would like to to dive more into that. Um, But right now, I got in front of me uh, a Rolling Stones Sticky Fingers album. And what's really cool about this album is, I think I've told you this before, but it's got... uh, So for anyone that wants to know about the album cover, you should look it up. But basically, it's like... We're going to put it on the the Instagram. Right. So it's like the pants of some guy. And uh, he's wearing jeans. And it literally has his zipper. But this is an Andy Warhol design cover. That zipper is real. I can unzip it and zip it back. And that was something that was really cool. Andy Warhol did covers for uh, a certain amount of That must have cost, cost so much more money. Costed more money, but it, it made it a huge collector's item. And the thing that really pissed people off is it pissed off record collectors around the it world. Scratch. Because it scratches up yeah. the record collection. Dude, that's like, that's fucking, that's crazy. But it's also this crazy it's establishing dynamic. Your, it's like, it's that, yeah. but it's also kind of ingenious because all of a sudden now that record is put somewhere else and it's, it's special it's on a pedestal somewhere yeah. because it can't be with the other it ones. can't be with the other ones yeah. exactly that's yeah. crazy so it's a, it's just a really interesting but uh nonetheless um as much as i'd like to play gosh i love a lot of these stone stuff i, I want to play my favorite stone song pick and, a song go and, and it's not um let's see if i have it on here just give me one second come on Somewhere. Oh, here it is. This is the one that it's on. Yep. Oh, I want to see that album cover. Yeah, definitely. So this is their most famous album, I would say. Arguably, it's uh, Hot Rocks. Dude, I love a good album cover. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we could do a whole podcast about that. Oh, sure. And, and the meanings behind all these? I mean, just look at that. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Here, I'll hand you this. Dude, when I started buying records, I'd buy them. Like, I didn't even know who it was, if the cover was good. Because yeah. I wanted to have that. Agreed. And a lot of times when I'm looking in those dollar bins, I'm picking the ones that look the coolest. I Yeah, I have this Jefferson Airplane record. Yeah. And um, is it Airplane? Airship? Starship? Jefferson. Airplane? Jefferson Airplane. Jefferson yeah. Airplane. Yeah. yeah, okay. And it's, like, it's not a real album. It's like an, an album of bonuses. But when you look up on Spotify, it's just a, a regular cover. But the record is like a fish wrapped in like paper. Really? Yeah, it's so cool. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know what the fuck that was. Let me take that back from you. Uh, these were God damn around. it! I just need the other album in here because uh, as as nice as it is to have all the Stones albums, which I do have back home, I just like to you know you like to carry on like two of like their 
the ones that are like greatest hits, you know? Because then if it floods, you don't lose them all. Yeah, yeah. And also you just got them all on one thing. I don't want to have to keep switching. I, I like the Stones, but I don't love the Stones. And I don't like every single one of their songs. So. I haven't listened deeply to the Stones ever. Ever? But you have listened to the Beatles deeply. Uh, recently, yeah. So I think you should dive into the Stones next and give us a little bit of a... Say it. Just, you know. Oh, here it is. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, so... You know, I love Gimme Shelter. I love Sympathy for the Devil, you know, Beast of Burden. I'm a Stones man. Stones is great. Stones are great. I will you, say, Oh, yeah, you're more of a Stones guy do, than a Beatles I guy. I do like the Stones more than the Beatles. My dad yeah. would kill me because he loves the Beatles. But, um, you know, I, I think they're both great in their own ways. But I find myself in life wanting to listen to the Stones just a little bit more. Because you're a bad boy, Frank. No, but here's the thing is I'm going to play for you my favorite Stone song, and it is not a bad boy song at all. What? It, it is quite the opposite. Is it a soft boy, boy song, song, Frank? You, yeah, you could argue. I don't want none of that soft boy shit, Frank. Well, you're about to get some. This is one of their more famous songs. It's not like some off the beaten path, weirdo. It's not a quirky different one? You know this song? Uh, let me hear it a little bit. Sure. I like it. It's Stay for it. It's called Wild Horses. It's a great, great song. This one's crispy. Yeah, it's true. You know, this is the type of the song. You got your windows rolled down. You know, you're in Death Valley. You got a 1968 Mustang Fastback GT. Steve McQueen bullet version. You just feeling the wind mm. you listen to this it reminds me a lot of the eagles in a lot of ways it doesn't remind me it doesn't sound like the stones it doesn't sound like the stones and and i think that they're really versatile that's mm. that's one reason that i and i won't say that the beatles are extremely versatile i will not knock that um but yeah, here, just listen to this kick and then we'll switch. Here it comes. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's good. It's just a really feel-good, relaxed yeah, song. Yeah, that's kind The song's kind of like, everything's going to be okay. Every, yeah, it, it's kind of like hugging you. It's hugging you. It's a, it's a huggy it's zone. It's a huggy yeah. zone. Yeah. <laughs> It's a huggy song. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like good, it. It's a good song. It's a feel um, good song. It is. It is a feel good song. What do you got for us? So uh, we we touched in it a little bit. I want to I want to peel it back a little bit and then I want to go forward a bit more. Holy crap. What was that? Is that your game plan, coach? Yeah. Go forward, peel it back, and then go around again, flank him? So just give me a second. I'm going to set this up. I can help. I'd be happy to help. All right. Um, okay. So there's a couple of different Clash songs that I want to talk about. Um, but, you know, I don't have the Combat Rock album, which is like, should I stay or should I go? Rock that, the that Cosba. That's, that's the one that everyone knows. I have London Calling, which is a great one. That one's great. But one I want to cover is this one called Sandinista. And I actually had this album forever. Never listened to it. Um, and finally, one day on my Spotify, I listened to this song called Charlie Don't Surf, which is uh, a racist song, I guess you could say. Oh, no. But, but it's a God song. Wait, I get it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's, it, it's uh, I, I mean, if they're talking about the Charlie that I'm thinking just, of, then just, it's racist. Just, but maybe they have a friend named Charlie that can't surf. That can't so surf. Who knows? Um, I can name a few Charlies. That can't surf? That can't surf. See? Exactly. So it's about any of those. It's about any of your friends named Charlie that just can't surf. Wow. Yeah. All right, Frank, what do you got for us? Well, <laughs> what do I got for you? I got Charlie Don't Surf. Your friend, Charlie. Yeah, well, not the are Vietnamese we going to play people. some racist music? No, it's your friend. It's not, it has nothing to do with Asia. I ain't no friends with Charlie's. Don't cut that off. This sounds racist. This is a very, like, uh, Californian song. I love it. Isn't it good? Are you messing with that? No, it's good. It's so mellow, right? 
That's great. That's great. That's great. Yeah, right. Right. You're about to I go, love it. You're about to go sh- shred some waves, but your buddy Charlie can't surf, so you're like, damn it, Charlie, you don't surf. That's great. I can't think. I can't. I can't stop thinking about the fact that it might be racist. Though. <laughs> that sucks. I'm not down with that shit. Fuck racism. Yeah. Say it, Frank. Fuck racism. You should put that as the the cut. Well, I'll cut that as the highlight. You do the cuts, bro. It's a great song. So, not the first song you think of when you think of The Clash. You usually think of Stranger Things and Should I Stay or Should I Go, which is a great song. Um, but, really cool. Side note, my mom saw The Clash live in the late 1970s in college, which is kind of cool. 1980s, actually, I think. If, Something like I, that. if I could live any time, it would probably be the 70s. Really? I think so. I'd be the 80s. 80s. Yeah, I know that for yeah. sure. 80s. Yeah. What about you? Probably the 80s. Hey! Nah, the 70s, like, the hippie movement. I do love, like, disco, so 70s disco would have been sick. That's true. But, like, I think of, like, all the stuff that came out in the 80s, and I'm like, oh, that would have been... Jazzercise. Dude, it'd be be cool. Fuck no. Jesus Christ. Um, See, you know what it'd be? We'd be in Dazed and Confused. We'd be in high school, and you'd be Matthew McConaughey. No! Like, you went to high school no, in the 70s, and no. now it's the 80s, and you're still there. Like He's not in high uh, school. He's not in high school. Oh, sorry. He just sticks. He just um, likes high schoolers. I forgot what I was going to say now. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you should just say the line. Best thing about high school girls. Ew! Say it, say it, say it. Say it, say it. Oh, you're doing great. No, keep I'm going, keep going. No. Did he tell you about the ad we have of him? <laughs> Just full-on Louis Armstrong impression the whole time. Sings the whole ad. Yeah, that one's not being released oh, to the public. Oh, mother, mother, not being released. motherfucker. Not that shit's getting released. released. It's not being released. It's so funny. Uh, I want you to talk about these guys a little bit because I know you I don't like know. Them. I don't know enough about Pink Floyd. Don't you? Don't no, you? I just know uh, Wish You Were Here. Okay, and so, I love that song. You don't so, have that song, So, so burn it at any moment. I'm not a huge... I'm not huge in my Pink Floyd fandom. Floyd fandom, um, but uh, UK band out of the seventies. I don't know anything. Bro. Okay. Uh, anyways, they had a lead singer, and he took too much acid and went crazy and ran away. Oh, and was never heard from again. I know one thing. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the album with the rainbow? Yeah, that one's called "The Other Side of the Sun" or something like that. Other side of the moon. Dark, Dark side, side of the moon. moon. Dark side of the moon. Dark side of the moon. Um, there's this thing that if you start playing Wizard of Oz and that album at the same time, it's the s- same runtime and it scores. It's the score for Wizard of Oz. So when the action gets intense, the music picks up. It's crazy. It's, it's so very weird. They so because people said they were fucking crazy. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. They were very crazy. They did wild things. They had the the whole other brick in the wall. So basically, I'm gonna play off of uh, yeah. another brick in the wall, or the wall is rather what it's called. But it's just like a wild album where they have this song and they're like, "We don't need no education." And I'm thinking to myself, "Is this like a stand for something? Like, was that a movement back then, or were they just like well, writing I, a song?" I think, I think they're in song. the same vibe. Like, leave those kids alone. You know? I don't know. You can't eat your puddings if you don't eat your meats. I know, I know that. Part. Do you have that? <laughs> yeah, that's in this album. Play but, it. But I don't want to play that song because everyone knows that song. Okay. A lot of people know this song too, but it's my favorite, and I think it's a good one. It's called Comfor- Comfortably Numb. Heard it? I don't know. Money. Money's a good one, and they do some crazy stuff with the sound, you know? Mm-hmm. That, well, that was the album that they wrote after the guy lost his mind, I believe. I don't remember. And they were writing have, songs about him. no clue. Yeah, that was like a big thing. Sheep, sheep's a good one. Um, the the ones like the something in the sky, the light under the sky, or something like that. That's a good one. Where it's just the woman like yelling for like what two minutes. She's like, I I'll just play for you guys after because from from what you just said, it does not sound good. Oh, you didn't hear that one? Sometimes when I say that to Shazam, they know what I'm talking about. 
So they have like a backtrack right now of like people like yelling and screaming, like just wild, weird things. Do you think the stones are like devilish? These guys were the devil. Like these guys are, these guys are freaky. Like these guys were like, oh, I love this song. Yeah. I love this song. Also a very freaky song. That's what I'm saying. They're spooky. This is kind of like a, a Halloween-y type of song. What is he saying? Do you know the story behind the song? Do you know what the song's about? No research, huh? Hey. I can't do everything. I'm fucking okay? with you. I'm fucking with you. Here it comes. Here it goes. Good song. Like they're they're the way that they use different instruments. Good song. You gotta hit the high note. You do it. Dude, that's crazy. When I was a child, I had a fever. Feeling, sorry. My hands felt just like. I, I can't, I can't two balloons. Dude, shut the fuck up. I like music that does that. Like where sometimes the the the, the singing isn't the main thing, you know. One could argue that it is in this song, but but it's not like it's not really the protagonist, you know. This one also feels like it hugs. And me. after this, it gets into a wicked guitar solo. In this, like like Leonard Skinnerd Freebird esque. Wow, pretty good. That shit on Guitar Hero. Crazy. Never listened to a lot of Prince. You know what's funny is I... I was always like, I was a big Michael Jackson fan. Oh, always. Just by the way, uh, this is Natalie. Natalie was in the Europe episode. She's here. She's just, she's in the episode right now. She's just in. All right. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> so I always um, listened to a lot of Michael Jackson growing up and it was always like. Love Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. I love, I love, love Michael, Jackson. Michael Jackson. I still do. I. You got some, you got some Michael? You got to play some Michael. Yeah. Um. But I was always like, I listened to a lot of him. And so, like, when I moved to Minnesota, everybody was like, Michael Jackson or Prince. I was always like, Michael Jackson, love Michael Jackson. But then I started listening to Prince. And I was like, oh, he's actually, like, I really like him. He's yeah, really good. He's good. And um, the reason that Prince is so big in Minnesota is because, if you don't know, he's from Minnesota. Um, I moved to. Michael's from here, right? He's from Illinois? No, Indiana. No, he's from Indiana. Indiana. I, think, or I, w- I went somewhere. to his house in Indiana. Oh, sick. Yeah. He's like first house. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but Prince is from Minnesota. Um, so when I moved from Chicago to Minnesota, um, I moved to this place called Chanhassen. And it's a suburb of Minneapolis. And Prince's recording studio was five minutes from my house. It's this big white. He, he still lived there then. Yeah, he still lived there. Oh, Actually, wow. one time I was in the car with, I was really young. And I was in the car with my dad. And he was like, we were on the street called Galpin and we passed Prince and his car driving. And he was like, oh my God, that's Prince. Like, what, um, what kind of, what, how, how could you tell? Convert- I, couldn't, I couldn't tell. I was too young. Your to dad like, saw it? He saw him and he was like, that was Prince. Like, that's crazy. Um, and his, one of Prince's like band members, it was like his drummer, I think lived, he was like in, he, he was like a block away from me in my neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. Dude, these guys are crazy. Like, can you imagine what his day to day is like? Yeah. You know? 
Like someone like Prince, someone like Michael. Can you imagine Michael's day to day? Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah, but after Prince died, because um, I think I was in high school when Prince passed away. And um, yeah, yeah. We, I was, I worked um, at a Starbucks and like, it kind of not like literally again, like five minutes from my house, um, right near Prince's recording studio. So when he died, um, literally tourists were coming from all over the country Jesus to Chanhassen, Minnesota. Chanhassen is this random, like, so, like there's nothing to see. There is nothing to see. Prince's studio. Prince, besides Prince's studio. Yeah. So when, when he passed away, literally hordes oh, of people. Hear. Oh my gosh, I love the song. Here. You don't know. You don't. He doesn't know. Is this the Paul McCartney duet? Oh, okay. This is Michael. I love Michael. I'm sorry. I'll take Michael over Prince. Oh, I will take Michael over Prince yeah, any day. But yeah. I, I appreciate Prince. I love I Michael. Do. So my first experience with Michael is crazy. I was terrified of Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, because. Like because post plastic surgery and everything. So so I was born two thousand one and I I remember like first hearing about him maybe like two thousand five, two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So it was like he had the baby thing. He had the baby outside the window. Oh, like where he covered blank was it blanket? I don't know. Over like any But he has this baby and his baby's over the back and people are like, Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. And everybody's seen that. And then just seen an image of him. And I'm sorry. At the end of his life, he looked terrifying. Yeah. As a kid, for yeah. a kid, you know? So I remember just being like, this guy is terrifying. And then one day in class, some kid was showing off his iPod or something, and he pl- he played Thriller. Mm. And we're like, this is great. And he's like, you should watch the, the music video. So we went, got a computer, and he's showing me the music video. And I'm like, yo, I'm like this is great, you know? And that was the first time. I, and then I realized he's actually like a good musician. He's phenomenal. I I always wonder, like, what kind of stuff he'd be doing nowadays. I know. I, I I feel like he'd be doing some crazy stuff. You know? You look at some of the stuff that came out after he died. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think he'd just be, like, living his life. Like, he, like, in the most non-sexual way, he really liked hanging out with kids because he didn't have a childhood of his own. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think he'd still be in his, I forget the name of that place, but um, they call it Wonderland. Neverland? Neverland, yeah. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, you see him like playing around with little uh, Colleen That's McCulkin. so creepy. Yeah. Calling it Neverland? Because kids, kids don't grow up? That's... But, you know, people, people were really, really like freaked out by that and like... I think I, I truly do believe that he. I don't think he ever did anything bad with the kids. Like I think he he was pretty pure. Really, I do, I do. Yeah, no, I think that he. Uh, I think that he just like lacked a childhood and he like missed out on that. And I think he had like a little bit. I don't want to say he had an underdeveloped mind, but he just mm-hmm. didn't get to live life how he wanted to live it. Well, because so. I mean, I would compare him to like a lot of the stories you hear about like other child stars today, mm-hmm. like. Riley. His dad had him performing at such a young age, yeah. like touring the country. Yeah. Like, yep, that's difficult. Exactly. But yeah. What is your favorite Michael Jackson song, both of you? His like first hit ever. Um, don't stop until you get enough. Don't you stop got, till you get enough. Do you got that one? Do you have that one? What? Oh, that one's great. Huh? I like it's because I can't hear you. Oh, I love that one. That one's my favorite. It's that such a good song, very good. and it's his first song, like breakout song, from Jackson Five. Mm-hmm. I love that one. What's yours? That's really tricky. Um, that's hard for me to choose. Um, I love the song "The Way You Make Me Feel." That one's great. Is I that love the that same? One. I think that's from the same album. Um. No. No, it's not. I yeah. think that one might be from Mine's mine's off the wall. Yeah. Mine might be from Bad, but I don't uh-huh. know. I'm actually not positive. But I love that one. Um the instrumentals in that are really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. I like yeah. pretty much like all of his Dude, music. Dude, as soon as you listen to Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, you want to start like 
Well, know? it's like a, it's like a disco. Yeah, song. it's such a good song. Such yeah. a good song. I wish we could play it. I have it on one of my Michael Jackson albums. Oh, you have that? Yeah. Frank, she has that. What the fuck? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, so Neil Young had this like argument with Spotify a couple years ago. Or not a couple years ago, like this last year. Thanks. And um, they took, he took all of his songs off of Spotify. And so people are really upset with that, including myself. Um, but... Uh, he has a lot of good songs. Um, Old Man's a good one. Harvest Moon's a great one. Um, oh, I don't think I remember listening to any. Heart of Neil Gold Young. is really good. It's just a good, good song. Um, but I want to play Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon is a. Harvest Moon's is a great. And and we'll end it on this. Hey everybody! If you made it to the end of this podcast, we love you dearly. Please uh, like and uh, give us give us a rating. Give us a rating. Give us however many stars you'd like. Hopefully, it's yep. nearly five. Um, and we'll be giving out some gift cards at some point in the future. They may have, they, they they may, may or may, may not, not be expired. Yeah, we're not saying which one. But that's part of the fun. So yeah, yep. just uh, send us a screenshot if you want. On uh, send us a DM on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, let, let our us Instagram. Know. Our Instagram is OPP Podcast. Uh-huh. How many it's, P's? It's two P's for PP, one mm-hmm. P for podcast. Three P's just like the the beach house song. Yep. Um. Thank you for listening. Have have a great have a great week. Have a great week and uh Natalie. Li- listen to some listen to some good, Anything else some good to say? tunes. I hope everybody has a fabulous week. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that, bro? Like what? <laughs> have a good week. Say, say goodbye, Frank. Wave goodbye, Frank. Frank's waving goodbye. Oh, Bye, Frank. Bye. Harvest Moon's not on this one. Holy shit. We're going to listen to Heart of Gold instead because that's another great song. This one, Crispy Crispy.